Thank you, Debbie. It was a perfect song for today. And uh, Ryan, excellent job. Thank you. Joey, you too, buddy. Really appreciate you guys very, very much. Who left these blocks out here in the middle of the aisle, Levi? These might be considered stumbling blocks, <laughs> if you will, which is what today's sermon is going to be all about. The stumbling blocks today, the things that we have in our lives that we could consider stumbling blocks for our faith. Really, when it comes to our faith and the stumbling blocks that we have, we got to watch our step, don't we? I mean, you don't want to fall. You don't want to trip. You, you don't want to have um, anything come between you and God. You don't want to have any shortcomings or something that's going to make you to fall away. But as Christians, even though we need to watch our step, we've also got to make sure that we're not necessarily walking on eggshells, if you will. We can't make it so that others and our church, our church family of the faith are walking on eggshells. And we don't want people to do that uh, to us either. Don't be overly critical of each other. Don't put stumbling blocks in someone else's path. And, of course, I asked Levi to do that. Um, but I have also, at times, tripped over things that you've left out, undoubtedly. <laughs> Leviticus 19.14 says, Do not curse the deaf or put a stumbling block in front of the blind, but fear your God, I am the Lord. Now, think about that for a second. You don't want to curse the deaf. They can't even hear you. They can't answer back. You don't want to put um, something that's going to trip someone that, that can't see it. Now think about this in the aspect of our faith. Because really, we could have lots of stumbling blocks, couldn't we? Or, we could strive to have very few. And that might be something that each of us has a, a, a different level of how hard it's going to be. So today, let's look at these things. Uh, first, we want to make sure we don't have impeded faith. Now, I don't know, does anybody else here watch this show, BattleBots, besides me and my nerdy family and Shane? Good, all right, a few of us. Now, you can see here, this is going to kind of repeat. You've got one little BattleBot robot that has this little Christmas present, and this other one's got a spinning blade, and they're, of course, these robots are going to try to destroy each other. And the one with the spinning blade comes up and hits the package, only to find out that there is a net inside, which is totally, completely, 100% against the rules. By the way, no impediments for the battle bots arena. No impediments. And I, I thought about this this week uh, as we were watching the show again uh, because, yeah, forget the battle bots for a second. But we don't want anybody to put a net on us when it comes to our faith. We don't want anyone to hold us down or to get in our way or to throw something out there that's going to impede us from growing in Christ Jesus. Romans chapter 14. And we're going to read a little bit of this here. First verses 1 through 3 says, Accept other believers who are weak in faith. Don't argue with them about what they think is right or wrong. For instance, one person believes it's all right to eat anything, but another believes another believer with a sensitive conscience will eat only vegetables. Those who feel free to eat anything must not look down on those who don't. And those who don't eat certain foods must not condemn those who do, for God has accepted them. Hold it there for a second. 
Now, think about this. Paul's using this as an example. For instance, and why is he going to use this one of all things? Because remember, you had the Jews and the Gentiles starting to form one church now, Christianity, the Christian church, right? And the Jews had certain restrictions, dietary restrictions, certain things they would and would not eat. Those restrictions have been lifted. And make no mistake about it. Think about uh, Peter and Cornelius in the book of Acts. Those things, those don't apply anymore. But some of them still had that problem of thinking, maybe we shouldn't, maybe we should. And what's it say there at the end? Those who don't eat certain foods must not condemn those who do. Those who feel free to eat anything must not look down on those who don't. We're going to say, in matters of opinion, liberty here, perhaps. But I love how it says, don't look down on each other for this specific thing here. And whatever that may be, we have to look at what the scripture says. The scripture does tell us what to do. It does give us guidelines. It does give us direction. But then there's some things that might be more opinionated. So what are we going to do? We got to make sure we don't make those opinions essentials. We can't make those that are something that's going to be a stumbling block to somebody else. And that goes for both sides. Who's the one that's weaker in faith here that, that Paul talks about? Except others who are weak in faith. Is it the ones who don't think that eating anything is wrong? Or is it the ones who do? Well, if those restrictions aren't there, I believe it's the ones that do. Scripture goes on, Romans fourteen thirteen says, Let's stop condemning each other. Decide instead to live in such a way that you will not cause another believer to stumble and fall. Think about that, because even if that person who thinks that maybe it's still wrong to eat whatever you want in this situation, in the instance that Paul talks about, if you go out and you push that on them, what's it saying here? Live in such a way that you will not cause another believer to stumble and fall. But on the other hand, if that other person's putting restrictions on someone else who may be new to the faith that really shouldn't be there, would that also not cause them perhaps to stumble and fall? You see, it's a big circle here, isn't it? I think it comes down to the first words of this verse. Let's stop condemning each other. Scripture goes on, verses 17 through 19. For the kingdom of God is not a matter of what we eat or drink, but of living a life of goodness and peace. And joy in the Holy Spirit. If you serve Christ with this attitude, you will please God. And others will approve of you too. So then, let's, let us aim for harmony in the church and try to, what? Build each other up. Let's not tear each other down. Let's not kick each other while we are down. But instead, let's build each other up. With what? Living a life of goodness, of peace, of joy. Isn't that the kind of Christian attitude we're supposed to have? Amen? So let's, let's strive for that every day of our life. Let's not be that, that robot that has that net. Let's not impede each other's faith. You see, in my opinion, stronger faith equals less stumbling blocks. Less. Now think about that for a second. Because if we start adding a bunch of stuff and start making it a stumbling block for ourselves, if we start being real critical of new Christians, of people of faith, is that a stumbling block for us or is that us putting a stumbling block for them? See, I think it's the same thing. So we have to look to Christ and that stronger faith 
equals less stumbling blocks. It's the bottom line of today's sermon. Don't be one. Don't, don't be a stumbling block to anyone. We're going to encourage each other. We're going to build each other up. We are going to encourage each other to be here, to worship Christ together. We're going to encourage each other to follow the path of righteousness. This lamp unto our feet, this holy word, this Bible gives us so much of a clear direction. Let's not be a stumbling block. But then also, on the other hand, let's don't go looking for one. There's no reason in our lives that we should look for something to complain about. Am I right? But how often do we do it? Who else has been guilty of that? Even this past week. Don't raise your hands. I'm raising mine. I'll admit it. Yeah, there's been times where I've maybe even too, too hard looked for something to be concerned about, to complain about. But when it comes to stumbling blocks of our faith, get them out of the way. Pick up those toys, Levi. Get them out of the, the aisle. Instead, let's keep focused on the goal, on the prize, on what we are striving for every day of our lives. Our faith will grow when we do that. See, our life is kind of like an obstacle course, if you will. You see here, they're running this obstacle course. They're jumping over things. I think they're going to eventually climb some stuff and slide into some mud and get all dirty and sweaty. And that, Maybe that's not exactly what our life is. But our life certainly has obstacles in it, does it not? There are things that we have to go through, good times and bad times. Hard times, times of loss, times of great success, times of, times of sorrow. Like, folks, business is picking up here at Hartford Christian Church. Did you notice? But we went through a little bit of a, a downtime. We can't just look at the attendance number for sure. That's, that, we're, we're heading the wrong way if we just look at that. But quite often we do. We can't help it. And sure, we might have gone through a time where it wasn't quite where we wanted it. But folks, look around. If you're someone new to Hartford Christian Church, i got good news for you. You're not alone. We have visitors every week. And we are so glad to have you here with us. We're so glad that you're here to worship with us. And we want you to be a part of our family. Plain and simple. Let's not make any... I'm not going to make any bones about it. Look, we want you here with us every time. We want you here with us every week. We want you to be a part of what we're doing here. But whether you've been here for 10, 20, 30 years, or whether this is your first time here with us, the fact is we've all got those obstacles in our lives. We've all had times of loss. We've all had times of success. We've all had times of joy. We've all had times of sorrow. Philippians chapter 3, verse 13 through 14 says, One thing I do, forgetting what is behind and straining toward what is ahead. I press on toward the goal to win the prize for which God has called me heavenward in Christ Jesus. Folks, that deserves an amen. And whenever I look at that verse, I am pumped. It's hard to forget what's behind us sometimes, though. Be it good or bad. I don't know that we can ever completely forget. But what we got to make sure is that we don't live off past success. We don't dwell on past failures. Instead, we look at what our goal is now. Not just as a church and a church family, but more specifically for us in our personal walk with Jesus Christ. What is our next step? What is our next obstacle? 
What's that next obstacle and that gauntlet that we're going to be going through? Now, this is uh, one of those big bouncy house gauntlet obstacle courses. And I don't know if you were here for our VBS uh, end of the week celebration festival, but we had one of these out there. Now, Maggie and I, my daughter, we just started kindergarten this last week. We have raced on this thing every year. And we have, a, we have something like this out there every year, and we've raced. And it's just been uh, uh, always just a blast for me, and she looks forward to it. She's always like, Daddy, I'm going to beat you again. And, of course, I always go through a little bit slow because I'm going to make sure that Maggie wins. Yes, I let her win. No, I never let my boys win. That's just how it goes. <laughs> they can vouch for that. But I'm going to try to make sure she gets just a little bit ahead. Now, granted... She kept saying, Daddy, I'm going to beat you. I'm going to pass you in the tunnel. Well, there was a bunch of stuff going on. We had hundreds of people here. I'm kind of like, yeah, yeah, Maggie, okay, okay, yeah, it'll pass me in the tunnel, whatever. And by the time I got over there, I was a little waterlogged. Don't know if you know this, but I spent like at least an hour in that dunk tank out there. And I want to thank all the other young guys, Andy Quisberry, Randy Brown, for not helping me with that. But I'd also like to throw a big old thanks to Lindsay. Is she out here? And went to the back for actually coming and saving me. I might have been there for two and a half hours if Lindsay Shockley hadn't come to the rescue, right? And you guys are just enjoying it, dunking me after one after another. But I get out of the dunking booth. I walk over the gauntlet after I get changed. And Maggie says, I'm going to beat you. I'm going to beat you. I'm going to pass you in the tunnel. Yeah, yeah, okay, Maggie, whatever. I'm going to make sure you win. We start going through this thing. And guess what? She passed me in the tunnel. You see, Maggie's just a little smaller than me, and that tunnel was just a little too small for me. And I got stuck. I kind of had this in my mind, like it was going to be a photo finish, and she was barely going to beat me, and then she would cheer. But I was still in the tunnel when she finished the gauntlet. The tunnel's about halfway through, mind you. So what was my obstacle that day? Well, Maggie told me, didn't she? She even warned me. She gave me a heads up. I'm going to pass you in the tunnel. Folks, we've got to give each other that warning sometimes. Watch out for this. Watch out for that. Be careful. Encouraged to, to stay on that path. Encouraged to be here to worship together. But whatever it is that that obstacle may be, we've got to identify it. Identify your obstacle. What is it? Well, in this story, it was the tunnel. But what is it for your life? Is it sin? Is it some sort of addiction? Folks, I sure hope it's not hate. I sure hope it's not hate. And as we all saw on the news yesterday or, or read online, there's hate in our country. It's there. And I don't know about you, but it just makes me sick to my stomach to see people hating on each other because of ideas color of their skin, whatever the case may be, folks, I hope your obstacle is not hate. If it's so, let's get rid of that obstacle like we need to with all the obstacles in our lives. But first, we must identify it. I can't do that for you and successfully help you through it. You've got to be able to accept, identify, recognize what your obstacle may be. What is it that's keeping you from really committing yourself to Christ? Is it fear from walking down this aisle? Is it 
fear of true commitment, what that might mean for your life, whatever it is, identify it and get it out of the way. See, when Maggie went through that gauntlet that day, she wasn't messing around. She gave, here comes, maximum effort. A little bit of an inside joke there. If you play pickleball with us, you'll know that sometimes we, last week, we started to say maximum effort towards each other. And we immediately thought that would make good for a sermon. But the more I thought about that this week, the more I thought, man, that says it right there for our faith, doesn't it? In your faith, right now, today, are you giving maximum effort? See, there's an obstacle course out there. There is. And if you don't give it your all, if you don't give maximum effort, you will not succeed. Maximum effort means following Christ, relying on Him, leaning on Him, like Tammy spoke about earlier. Folks, it's time for us as a church. It's time for us as individuals who believe in Christ Jesus our Lord to give maximum effort. And if that's our stumbling block, It's time to pick up that block and move it out of the way. See, let's not let our view of what our goal is be obstructed. Has anybody else ever been to Wrigley Field besides me? I've been a few dozen times. It's a beautiful place. I love it. Being a Cubs fan, you know this. But I'm not going to go on about Wrigley Field, except for there's some really bad seats there. This is an actual seat at Wrigley Field, there's uh, 30 or 40 seats like this. If you're not careful when you're ordering tickets, it should say obstructed view on that ticket if you're sitting here. But what are you going to do? You, you can't see, right? That big pole is right there. I mean, it is right there. You can't see. Your view is obstructed. But what about our faith? Sometimes our view gets obstructed with what we think is right here in front of us, what we think is important. Instead of being able to see the whole field, instead of being able to see everything, get the, the full view, the full scope of what we're trying to do here in following Christ, of reaching out to others. It's not just a matter of we want more people so that number on that board that, that, that sits over there is higher That's not our ultimate goal. We want to see that number higher because we want to know that we're reaching people for Christ. Don't let that view be obstructed. Colossians 3, 1 through 2 says, Since you have been raised to life, to new life with Christ, set your sights on the realities of heaven where Christ sits in the place of honor at God's right hand. Think about the things of heaven, not the things of earth. Folks, when we someday all get to heaven, oh, what a day, what a glorious day that's going to be, amen? I promise you this, the first thing Christ is going to say is not how many people did you have last Sunday, but he might ask us how we spent our talents. What did you do to reach? And make no mistake, more than any of you, I want that number to skyrocket. But I hope that we can all stand together and say, more importantly, I want to reach people for Jesus. Because the eternal ramifications are far greater than a number on a board. So is your view blocked? 1 Corinthians chapter 8, verse 1. 
I think this kind of tells us some things about how our view could block, could be blocked. Uh, regarding your question about food that has been offered to idols, yes, we know that. You could fit in so many things there at the beginning, but we all have knowledge about this issue. But while knowledge makes us feel important, it is love that strengthens the church. That second part of that verse, very important. Write that down. First Corinthians chapter 8, verse 1. We all have knowledge, but while knowledge makes us feel important, it is love that strengthens the church. Folks, if we don't have that love right now, then our view is blocked. So let's unblock it. Let's stay instead, let's stay focused on what our real goal is, our real prize is. Let's stay focused on that goal. And the fact is, when it comes to our lives and the stumbling blocks that we may have right there in front of us, there might be some simple solutions. Those aren't bad seats if nobody's sitting next to you. You can see here he's also on the aisle. He could have looked around to the left. I don't even think that's Wrigley Field, to be honest with you. Or maybe that tunnel that I faced in that gauntlet that day with Maggie. You know what I could have done? Go around. There wasn't any rules that said I couldn't just go around. That might have been a little cheating, though, not fair. Uh, but you get the point. There are simple solutions. One of those solutions is not compromising the Word of God. Can't do it, won't do it, shouldn't do it, just cannot happen. One of those solutions is to stop letting stuff bother you and stay focused on the task ahead. One of those solutions might be to make sure that you are not a stumbling block for anybody else And stop looking for them. Simple solution. Go around. Stay focused. And remove those barriers. What are those barriers? Only you can tell me. Only you can tell yourself. But get rid of them. Matthew... Chapter 18, verse 7 and 8. What sorrow awaits the world because it tempts people to sin. Temptations are inevitable. But what sorrow awaits the person who does the tempting. So if your hand or foot causes you to sin, cut it off and throw it away. It's better to enter eternal life with only one hand or one foot than to be thrown into eternal fire with both of your hands and feet. Now folks, let's just be clear here. I am not suggesting that you cut off any part of your body and, and discard it. That would not be taking care of the temple, right? Let's look at this for what it really means. What's your stumbling block? Cut it off. Throw it away. What's keeping you from that commitment? Cut them off and throw them away. What is it in your life that's keeping you from walking down the aisle and giving your life to Jesus Christ? Get rid of it. It's not worth it. That barrier needs to be taken down. And in two words, in two words, we know how we can do it. 
when it comes to following Christ Jesus, maximum effort. Would you please bow with me? Most gracious Heavenly Father, we thank you so very, very much this time we have today to come to worship you. Lord, I ask that we would all leave here today encouraged, ready to give the maximum effort to get rid of these stumbling blocks that may lie in our path, for recognizing if we ourselves are stumbling blocks and and changing our attitudes. Lord, we ask that, that you will be with us as we continue to grow in you. Lord, we're so blessed to have a God that loves us so very much that he sent his son, Christ Jesus. Help us to stay focused on him in all that we say and do. Lord, we love you. Thank you very much for loving us more and loving us first. In the name of Jesus Christ, we now pray. Amen.